Good afternoon, af everybody. Sorry, I'm a little tongue-tied today. <laughs> You're uh, good. <laughs> this is <laughs> Made in EDH, and I'm Chris. And I'm Kayla. And today, we are presenting that episode we were talking about last time, which is episode six, Strix Showcase, where we pick two mythics, two rares, two uncommons, two commons, and then two other cards that we like to give some special attention to. Are you excited for this episode, Kayla? I am. I really am loving Strixhaven. Just mechanically, I think it's so much fun. Yeah, it's a great set. We've both been enjoying it on Arena. Yeah, definitely. I usually avoid standard, but it's just been really fun. No, Strixhaven is great. Yeah. And would you like to start us off on the Mythics, or do you want me to do it? Um, I don't mind starting, so... All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I guess I gotta preface this with I've been loving the Golgari obviously. <laughs> so the green, um, black. The mythic I chose was Harness Infinity. And this card, I just, is so fun. It's pay one colorless, three black, three green for an instant. Exchange your hand and graveyard. Exile Harness Infinity. I love that it's an instant, too. Um, just on your opponent's turn, they're doing some graveyard exile shenanigans, and you just bust this out. Um, I get that it's pretty expensive, but that late game, exchange your hand in graveyard, just gives you so many options, and I've been having fun with it. I think it's a great card. <laughs> it's really good against mill decks. Oh yeah, it's like mill protection. It's like, cool, you milled out my win condition, let me just put that in my hand. <laughs> yeah, Harness Infinity is a great card. I haven't slotted it into a deck, but I have been eyeing it recently. Yeah. Um, so one of the mythics I chose was Shadrick's Silver Quill, the oh, Silver yes. Quill colored dragon, which is three colorless, white and a black, for a legendary creature, Elder Dragon. It has flying double strike, and at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may choose two. Each mode must target a different player. Target player creates a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying. Target player draws a card and loses one life. Target player puts a 1-1 counter on each creature they control. And he is a 2-5. Something I love little group hug cards, and especially because this is in white-black, which normally is very not group huggy. 
that's yeah. kind of like some of the, the vibes that Silvercrow's been giving, and I just kind of love that. Yeah, definitely. It it's so interesting to see Silverquill with the big old group hug. Um this dragon too, like it's a five cost, which I think is great. Um, you know, you compare it to the Witherbloom dragon, which I think is a seven cost. But yep. here you get double strike, so essentially it's dealing that four damage, which you often see in dragons. Um, I've seen it played a lot, too, where I don't have things on the field, because obviously the opponent's playing black and white, ton of removal. And so the option that they gave me was target player puts a plus one, plus one counter on each creature they control. Well, I had nothing on the battlefield, and yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> yep. So it's great. a pretty strong strategic card, especially if you can really abuse it like that. It, it, mm -hmm. You almost don't have to worry about it targeting another player, so. Yeah, I would say the other safe option, I would personally say, is target player creates a 2-1 um, flying token, just because... Uh, so much removal in black and white, and I don't want my opponents drawing cards, honestly. Yeah, I don't think you would ever pick that middle option, unless you're playing Commander and you're like really wanting people to stay away from you. Be like, I'll, hey. I'll let you draw a card if you don't attack <laughs> me. Get the politics in there, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll move on to my second one, unless you had anything else to say. I don't. You can go on. So, next up, I had my good old Simic, because of course I did, which is green-blue. <laughs> I had Body of Research, which is a three green and three blue sorcery. Create a zero-zero green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the number of cards in your library. So, you just get a massive creature. Um, I saw this paired with something in Standard. It was an insect creature that, at the end of your turn, you create one one insect creature tokens based on how many plus one plus one counters you put on a creature. Oh yeah, this that, that uh, iridescent um, like horn beetle I think it is from yeah. uh, Zendikar oh, Rising. My god. So they played the body of research. I was like, wow, that's a 41-41. And then their turn resolved and I wasn't even thinking about the pest, or not pest, uh, insect. And they get 41... <laughs> One ones, I was like, well, this is game. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that's interesting. I, that's, a, that's a really cool synergy with fractals, Um, is that beetle. I'm, that might be something I need to look at. You're bringing up a lot that's... of interesting combos I hadn't thought of. I, I do appreciate this. Yeah. Um. Also, body of research, I think it's great in Commander, you know. 
Blue has plenty of like, oh, unblockable, uh, shroud, and green has all the trample madness. So double counters. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, that would be a pretty big thing to see in Commander. It it would be like instant. Like your opponents need to get rid of it fast. Yep. <laughs> What'd you have for your second? Um, the second one I went with is another legend from the set, which is um, Hofri Ghostforge. Um, he's from Lorehold, so he's three colorless, a red and a white. Legendary creature, dwarf cleric, four, five. Spirits you control get plus one, plus one, and have trample and haste. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, exile it. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a spirit in addition to its other types. And it has, when this creature leaves the battlefield, return the exiled card to your graveyard. So that was a huge mouthful. So let me break it down real quick, because I read that pretty quick. So this guy basically says, um, I make your spirits get bigger and they can trample in haste. But if any of your creatures besides me die, I make us I can exile them, make a spirit token of version of it, and if that token leaves in any fashion, put it into your graveyard. So you make a spirit clone of whatever dies. So it's a little bit of like this weird like board wipe protection. Yeah, that Ugh, there's a lot going on there. I feel like there's so many weird combos you could get going with that card. Yeah, um actually uh noticed something recently cuz um I watch uh another guy play arena on YouTube cuz he always plays like really like weird decks sometimes. Um and he he was talking about a tribal deck that he he came across, and he was like, "This thing is big," and he's like, "I don't know how we all missed it." And with this card, I think it's this is an auto include in that deck. Cleric decks roaming around. I don't know if you've oh, seen yeah. those. Oh yeah, I have. Where they're doing the reanimating nonsense. It's uh. I feel like- this and a Mardu cleric deck. Yeah. Because <laughs> the deck I saw him play, uh, he was basically just playing black white, but he included the blade mentors in there, and I was like, you could easily just slot in like red pretty softly, I think. Yeah. And then you could play like Mardu clerics. I think that'd be really solid. The thing I'm getting hung up on is, okay, spirits you control get haste. Great, that's that's very red. But trample? I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah, you know, trample is a really... I'm glad you brought that up, because that was so strange. I even thought that was weird, because that's not like a normal like red or white mechanic, really. That's like, I, like, yeah, sure. We have like charging Monsasaur, the freaking like five, oh five, God, six yeah. mana dinosaur <laughs> that has trample and haste. 
So, I'm but just, still, it's like, really strange oh, that they give like that, a honestly. buff <laughs> boost to spirits, and then be like, "Hey, you can turn anything into a spirit." It's like, oh, oh. It's I, like, okay, it's, I'm gonna it's, it's play too my. Much. <laughs> I'm gonna play this big old creator. Oh, it doesn't have haste. It's okay. Let me just sacrifice it real quick. Now it does, and it gets a plus one boost. Hey, Kayla, I just thought of something really cringy with this card. You know, it's great Ugh, that they banned a card that'd be really funny synergy with this. Hmm, banned cards. Think about uh, Cauldron Familiar with this. Oh, God. <laughs> See, Mardu. <laughs> you, just, you just, like, sacrifice Cauldron Familiar to, like, a witch's oven. Cauldron Familiar's a one black uh, cat. A one one. And when it enters the battlefield, each opponent loses one life, you gain one life, and then the you can sacrifice the food to return Culture Familiar from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh my And God. if you pair it with, like, Witches of which is one drop, artifact, tap, sacrifice, tar uh, sacrifice a creature you control, create a food token. Uh, the two of them pair really well, but with this card, it's like an extra EBT from Culture Familiar. And then yeah. it becomes a 2-2 tr uh, Trample Haster. So, I honestly was sleeping on this card, but I'm glad you brought it up. And, like I said, I'm hating on the Trample, but I'm gonna... I think I'm gonna make a deck around this so I can make my opponents hate it, too. Yeah, like, because I think only really one board wipe right now in Arena really deals with this, and that's... uh extinction event that's like the big one that handles this pretty well mm. but otherwise like the other board wipes i don't think would do very well against it so i think it's a pretty solid card otherwise so now yeah. we're on to our rares yeah unless you want to add something about this um no. <laughs> I think we're good. Alright, you want me to start up rare since you started Mythics? Sure. Alright. One of the ones I picked was a big one that people were talking about because, oh look, they made another one, which is Strict uh, Proctor, which is a colorless and a white, Spirit Cleric, 1-3 Flying, Whenever a permanent enters the battlefield causes a triggered ability to trigger, counter that ability unless its controller pays two. So it is... Oh gosh, that fairy? That yeah, it's Hushbringer. Okay. But, but, you, but better you get to choose. because <laughs> it's permanents and not just creatures. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I should say better in different ways because Hushbring are still better in the fact that if die triggers happen, it also stops that. Yeah, and late game um, Strict Proctor 
You can pay the two. I know it takes away a bit of your mana. But there's an option there, I suppose. Yeah. No, I think it's a good card. I was like, there's the reason I was like, oh no, it's another one that everyone's talking about because everyone's like, oh look, Kroxa. And then Uro, Uro got banned in pretty much all the big like multi-card formats, so if you want to pair this with Uro, you pretty much have to play Commander to play it. Yeah. Because it's banned in Historic and Modern and in Standard, so... <laughs> you know, at first I was like, Uro ban in Standard wasn't necessary, they should have just banned Lotus Cobra. When all that whole snafu with Omnath was going on, mm-hmm. when they banned Uro in the first place in Standard, I was just like, just just ban Lotus Cobra. That would honestly be the better ban. But no, they didn't do that. Yeah, I was pretty upset about that reprint. <laughs> <laughs> Lotus Cobra. I think the big thing here that's really important to note is... If you play this, um, all those tapped lands all come into play untapped because you can just not pay the two mana and then that ability gets countered. Wow, that's that like the big is thing. a great point. That like even late game having a land come into play untapped that's normally tapped, like you know you you get those sleeper lands. You're like, oh, I wish I could have just like played this untapped. Well, now you can, yeah. especially late game. <laughs> so I think this card's a really good one. I think it's going to see a lot of play. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Uh, I personally like this one. Uh, so what do you got for your first rare up? I just got to point out something real quick. You're uh, you're really leaning into the Mardu colors <laughs> here. Uh, oh. <laughs> Don't worry, my next rare won't be a Mardu color. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll. Sh- I have. A, I have. I have spice change, and I like Mardu. And I. I think blue green needs to not be pointed out every time I talk about cards. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I had a white card as well for my next one. I had sparring regimen. Which is a two-colorless, one-white enchantment. So when it enters the battlefield, learn. Which is so great. Like, the lessons I'm just loving. Um, You know, you get that spicy sideboard. And whenever you're digging through your sideboard, you're just getting options. Um, So that part's great. But then... Whenever you attack, put a plus one, plus one counter on target attacking creature and untap it. So your creature is getting bigger and it's essentially gaining vigilance. Uh, I've been playing this a lot and I think it's (laughs) great. It's also like a very good target for your opponent's... um, removal spells uh you know you have your big creature out on the field but they're gonna go for this enchantment instead because they don't want your creature getting bigger which 
I think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You know, there there's also something else I'd like to point out. Um, just because a lot of people have been talking about how Learn is kind of crappy in EDH. Which, I mean, yeah, sure, because, like, you can't sideboard. Mm-hmm. But Learn has a second function of it has a loot effect if you can't get a lesson from outside the game. Yeah, you... What was it? You may discard um, card discard. if you do draw a card. Yeah. Which I think, and... you know, giving white even a loot effect isn't a bad thing. No, definitely not. Especially in EDH, like, you always get hands where you're like, man, I wish I had something else. Yeah, and, I mean, white doesn't have reanimator or anything, so it's not like, oh, I pitched something, it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I think um I think learn's actually pretty good. And I think that card you're mentioning, I've I've looked at it too, and it's just been uh the card's really solid. It's mm-hmm. good for for like for uh target removal, like you were saying, it's perfect. It's like uh it's like you know, you don't think about it at first of so this card can't be that bad, and then you're thinking about it and you're like, Oh, this card is really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you pair it up with, well, this would be, like, historic or modern legal more so. Pair it up with, like, freaking Incubation Druid. Oh, I attack with Incubation Druid. I'm going to put a counter on it. Now I can tap it on my second main phase and add three mana. Right, because the Vigilance, you still get to attack. Still get to attack, and now it taps for three mana instead of one. And all you had to do was an attack with a a zero two, or zero three, can't remember its specific stats off the top of my head. But regardless, I think that card is super solid. I think it's going to see some play. I don't think it's it's meta in every deck, but if you're playing a one one counters matters deck, it's an instant include if you have white. Yep. So. <clears throat> Are we on to our second rares then? Yeah. All right. Here's here's a not Mardu color thing that I will (laughs) talk about, which is a card I've been playing in my historic storm deck. I apologize for anyone who has to play that deck. (laughs) Um, is multiple choice, which is X and blue sorcery. If Okay, this is a mouthful. I'm going to go through this as slow as possible. (laughs) If X is equal to 1, scry 1, then draw a card. If X is 2, you may choose a player. They return a creature they control to its owner's hand. If X is 3, create a 4-4 Blue and red elemental creature token. If X is four or more, do all the above. So you just pay four. You never, you never spend more than four on this card. Right. That'd just be funny. Um, this card has been a great card in my storm deck because I bounce a creature, I draw a card. I create a 4-4 token, and most of the time when I'm doing all this, I've only spent 4 mana on the spell because I have mana reduction on instants and sorceries, so that means I only have to spend 
four mana instead of five to get all the effect. Mm. Which has been huge in those decks. And I think this card is actually very solid. Like, on face value, it looks eh. But if you pair it in that right deck that's reducing its cost, or, you know, you have extra mana to spare, this card is pretty solid on its face. Especially if you're copying it and it's got its full mode potential. You're getting multiple draw effects, multiple bounce effects, and you're creating multiple semi-buff tokens. Yeah. It's just got a ton of options. Yeah. I liked multiple choice. I love the flavor of it. I love the art. Everything on that card is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I love how it says choose a player and not target a player. Yeah, choose. So it gets around that I can't be targeted by anything. Well, good for you. I'm not targeting you. I'm choosing you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it gets around that targeting thing. I'd have to do a rules check on that. So. Oh, but otherwise, um, I think that technically gets around it because it does not specify target. So, yeah, I, uh, I just I just loved oh. the multiple <laughs> choice. <clears throat> what yeah. was that? Oh, um, I was just gonna like reaffirm. Uh, the I love the card name too with the choices, like. Hey, multiple choice. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like I said, I, I loved everything about it, the art, the flavor, everything about that card. Yeah. Um so I guess with that, my second rare Chris Chris already called me out for it today. <laughs> um <laughs> He's like, did you put this card on your list? I was like, sure did. <laughs> um, I put Sedgemore Witch. Uh, going straight into my Golgari. It is a two colorless, one black, human warlock. It's a 3-2 with menace and ward. Pay three life. It also has Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, create a 1-1 pest creature token. Um, yeah, I am honestly obsessed with this card. First of all, the Menace, like, for a 3-cost, I think is great. Um, it's not too chunky on its toughness, but I've gotten a lot of menace damage in with it, just early game. And then the pay three life to kill it. So you are taking three pretty much no matter what, unless you're not targeting it, of course. Um, and then it's final ability. You just get little baby pest boys <laughs> helping you out. I just think this card is great. 
It is very solid. I, I played my Storm deck as well because storming off, you get so many stupid pests with it. Yep. Because <laughs> storm cards basically, it, ca- it checks for how many spells you've cast this turn before it. And then you copy mm-hmm. that spell for each time you've cast this. For each time a spell was cast this turn. Doesn't even have to be you. Yeah. So. You can create a ton of little pets, as my wife calls them. <laughs> she refers to them as pets, not pests. She's like, she's like, it's pests. I see it now. I said pets, but now it's just pets. <laughs> they are pets because they're. Now I can't unsee it. <laughs> Pet. I think I think Sedgemore Witch is. I think it's amazing, actually. That mm-hmm. is one of those 10 out of 10 cards where it's like, it's almost guaranteed 3 damage, almost. Yeah. Like, everything else on the card didn't even have to be there, but the ward 3 just makes it <laughs> so it's like, well, you have to pay 3, you have to lose 3 life to get rid of this. Yeah. Which is incredibly annoying if you're like a burn deck because if you see this on board in your burn deck the pests are a problem and you can't let this thing get one magecraft off because that can be the difference of life and death for your opponent from you yep so and it having menace is also pretty huge because it can get in early damage like you were saying it's it's just huge it's honestly a big card and even if they go to, like, like when I play it on my Storm deck, if they go to re- try to kill mine, I just go, Lazatep Plating, guess what? It's got Hexproof, you lost three life, and you can't even target <laughs> it. I hope you enjoyed that loss of life. Yep, I love that. <laughs> like, oh, take three, and then give it Hexproof. Sorry. Yeah. I've had somebody concede with that, like... Okay, so what I did was, um, it was infused with vitality, so when this creature dies, return it to the battlefield, and so they targeted it, lost three life, I returned it, and they just auto-concede, I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. The cats are being rowdy and the dog doesn't like it. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't even hear anything. It might have picked up. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's such a so good card. Mm-hmm. I I think it's going to see play no matter what format it is in. So then, so. with that, I guess we're on to uncommon already. You are on the uncommons now. I went first last time, so I guess I should let you take the first on this one. Well, I think that's fitting because this card goes so well with Sedgemore Witch. Um, I had Witherbloom Apprentice, and it's one black, one green, a human druid. It's a 2-2, and it has Magecraft. 
Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Uh, yeah, this paired with Sedgemore Witch, you get them both out. You start casting your instants and sorceries and just the triggers start stacking and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Magecraft is such an overpowered mechanic. Like, most of the cards in Magecraft aren't something to scoff at for the most part if they're if they're the decent ones, I have to say. There are some pretty bad ones, but like most of the Magecraft is really solid mm-hmm. from Strixhaven. Yeah, I, Weatherbloom Apprentice is super nasty. I've been playing... Um, I have been playing a bit in Standard, and I've been playing um, Abzan, or or what was the... Uh, Necra? Necra's the other name of it. Mm-hmm. I've been playing that in Standard, and I've been playing Weatherbloom Apprentices with Heliod. It's so dumb. <laughs> they get so yeah. big. So fast. I didn't consider I didn't consider Heliod, but yeah. Oof. It's like, oh gross. <laughs> <laughs> and with the Sedgemore witches and sacrificing pests also oh look a life gain, life gain, life gain. <laughs> but my Sedgemore witch is now like a seven six, don't worry about it. <laughs> What's menace? Yeah. It's been that deck has actually been so nasty. I might have to fight you with it because it's pretty <laughs> dirty. Uh oh. <laughs> I think it it might be on par with your deck. But uh, yeah, I think Weatherbloom Apprentice is a nasty sleeper card too. That's like you don't on face eye you don't worry about it too much, but like. All it takes is one nasty stack, and your life total could just dwindle fast. Yep. Um, it's like extort, but like I feel like worse because you don't even have to pay a mana for it. I'm gonna point out a card just as like a um. Hey, play this card if you're running pests. It's Plum the Forbidden. I don't know if you're running that card. Um, I think I am. The where you sacrifice a bunch of things and get a bunch of things. Yeah. You draw a bunch of cards to lose life. It's the draw one. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm running that. So good. What'd you have for your second or this is the first first. uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, you called me out on this one. (laughs) Which is Storm Kiln. Artist. Three colorists, a red, creature, dwarf, shaman, 2-2. Storm players, listen. It has storm in the name for a reason. (laughs) Storm kiln artist gets plus one, plus oh for each artifact you control. You know, they didn't even need to put that on the card. They really didn't. Because it's Magecraft <laughs> is, whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, create a treasure token. In Storm decks, this just says, hey, count your storm count. Why don't we just put that many treasures into play? 
And then uh, keep your storm going. Yep. This is one of the big win-con cards. If I have this in play and I'm playing my storm deck, you're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. I have been able to cast Mind's Desire with a storm count of 10 in Historic. And then just been able to keep recurring it because I have things that bring Mind's Desire back into my hand, and then I just keep adding the storm count. Like, oh look, I just played it, I got seven instances of storm count from it. Let me cast it again with eight instances of storm count this time. Oh look, I've produced 15 treasures. God. Not counting the other spells I've cast in between. Like, this card is huge, and I don't think this card will ever not be big. Like, you see this card, this is one of those kill-on-sight cards. You do not let this sit in play for a turn, because that could be the determination of life and death. Very true. Once it's out, it's just, you're done for. <laughs> yeah, it's like Sigmore Witch. Those, this one and that one are the two kill on sight cards that you have to get rid of the second you see them because if you don't, you're you're probably gonna lose. Mm-hmm. So just combo off. Yeah. What do you have for your second uncommon? Um, I feel like it's a little vanilla, but I love it. It's go blank. Two and one black sorcery target player discards two cards, then exile all cards from that player's graveyard. Uh, it's just a double whammy like, hey, discard. Oh, and I get to exile everything from your graveyard. Yeah, I've I've had to play against that card. And I gotta say, I hate it so much. Especially with all the graveyard play going yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, it's very early graveyard hate. And in Commander, this is a big card, because like, all you have to do is hold on to this pretty decently. Like, turn four or five, you do this to an opponent who's playing some sort of graveyard recursion, and that shuts them down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big card. I think this is an instant include in most black decks. Yep. Even in standard and, like, other formats, it's huge. It's a big hit to knock out a graveyard and make them discard a card and knock it into exile. Like, wow. And what was the cost on that again? Three? Yep. Wow. Two colorless, one black. That's really good. Like, I, I don't think that card's ever not going to be used. I think it's an instant include in most decks. And if mm-hmm. if you just need some extra hate, if you're, if you're playing in a pod like that's got a lot of graveyard return, include it. Even if like you're playing like a modern game, like just sideboard it, just one. It mm-hmm. could mean a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if, if you can play, if you're playing black, that's a pretty big that's a pretty big hit. 
But then again, if you're playing modern, you have a theme of your deck, and you're not wanting to have like just hate cards for the sake of hate cards unless you're playing that kind of thing. So, That's but fun in sometimes. commander, this is an auto include in black decks. I think yeah. if you can slot it, slot it. I'm just also so. thinking Tiny Bones as your commander. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's pretty big. That's that's nasty. <laughs> Where you don't want people to have hand sizes anyway, so nope. it's auto. It's like, hey look, you just gave Tiny Bones a really nasty card. Thank you. As if you just like knock more. out one player's hand size. And then you just <laughs> knock out their graveyard and be like, I'm sorry, you don't get any of it. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty hateful thing. Clear with What'd your you playgroup before your... you play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. What'd you have for your second? Uh, my second one um, is only because it's a it's a, another thing I'm showcasing for my storm deck. That's a really good card. I think it's I think it's eh in commander, but I think it's still really good in commander too. Which is divide by zero. Which is two colorless and a blue. Instant. Return target spell or permanent with mana value one or greater to its owner's hand. And it has learn. So mm. learn is that mechanic that you may reveal a lesson card from outside the game and put it into your hand. Or discard a card to draw a card on it. I love the art of this. And I think it's really great. But I think it's also kind of funny that it's like you, you're dividing by zero, but at the value of the spell that you're dividing by zero has to be greater than one. It can't be zero. <laughs> yeah. I just love a lot of the flavor of this set. And I think... Yeah, um, I do too. Yeah. I love that it's like it's numbers based and then it's also just like school so it's a little silly it's a little but it's homage fun. to that yeah yeah this card is always utility good like i've not found a situation where this card has been bad <laughs> when i've played it i mean the loot effect i don't think is particularly the best in commander but then again being able to bounce something and then being like well i have a dead card in my hand let me pitch it and draw something else is at instant speed is not bad i think this and goes I, great too with the magecraft yeah it's really good I also like the fact that you can put a spell back into the owner's hand, so like they're they're spent all their mana to do something, and then you're just like, do it again. <laughs> That's generally how I use it. It it sometimes makes people instant concede because they're like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't even do this. Yeah, which is hilarious always. Yeah. So now we're on to our commons, huh? Yep. I guess I need to start this one off since you started last time. I wonder if we'll get any of the same. <laughs> yeah, we haven't yet, which is surprising. Mm -hmm. I made We both made call-outs to each other, which is funny. Yeah. We both knew that <laughs> the other was picking that, but the commons are pretty... I think this is going to be interesting if we share them, but I think we might have one. But I haven't seen your list, so 
but I can guarantee you one of them is probably the same. Um, this one is a big shout out because it's an auto include in white, I feel, and it's pretty good, which is environmental sciences, which is, um, yep, huh? that's one on, that's one on my list. <laughs> well, I knew, I knew I was going to hit one of yours with the one, the two I had. Um, I'll continue reading the top part, and then do you want to read the actual spell itself? Sure. So, environmental sciences, which is two colorless. It is a sorcery. It's also a lesson. And it's search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. You gain two life. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, we've been playing Learn, and this lesson outside the game is a land ramp, which is huge, and it's also Magecraft proccing. Mm-hmm. But also, you can just put this in white, and white can just search out a land and gain life. <laughs> yep. It's huge. And it's a common, so you can get bunches of these. I think love this that you can have it in your secret. sideboard too. Yeah, and even in Commander, I think you include this in your white deck because you're gaining life. It's a gives you life and it searches for land. Like it's, so it's cheap an auto too. include. Yeah. And Two if you're playing mana. with like multiple colors and you have basic more than like like if you're playing five colors and you're not playing super competitive lands and you have like extra basics of all colors, you can just search those out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I think I cut you off there for a second there. What were you saying? Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> we just started talking at the same time. Um, it's two mana, which I think is so value. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good on-curve spell. I mean, and the fact even late game, you're trying to clear out your deck of lands, like, play it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, even if you're, like, learning in Commander, like, oh, look, it's a late game thing. Oh, I'll have a learn card. Maybe I can get something better. Let me just grab a basic so I can pitch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a really solid card. Um, yeah. Maybe, uh... <laughs> Maybe you should do the next one and see if our commons are exactly the same. I don't know if they will be. I would be surprised, but maybe not. So my other one was Make Your Mark. Okay, they are different. Okay, so... God, what's the word for this? You pay one mana, but it's either red or white. What's that word? Oh, hybrid. Hybrid. And it's an instant target creature gets plus one plus zero until end of turn, which like yay combat tricks. Obviously, very Boros. Um, when that creature dies this turn, create a three-two red and white spirit creature token. I just man, getting a three-two for one mana. Yeah, it's Along good combat, combat trick, tricks. But it's also like pseudo like board wipe protection too because it's like oh you're gonna kill my creature well 
You're not getting rid of I'll get all something. the creatures. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have too it's much to say about it. Card. It's very straightforward, but that's what I had. <laughs> it's a good one. I liked it. I love drafting that when I drafted Strixhaven. Even though this mm -hmm. drafting that that set is an absolute nightmare because I didn't realize that there was going to be Mystic Archives in there when I was drafting in the in the arena. And I was like, oh gosh. Anybody could have any of these really nasty bombs of the Mystic Archives. So it's just like, uh, how do you draft against that? Mm-hmm. It was just I, I, I was enjoying the draft until I realized Mystic Archives are included, and I was like, "Oh, well, now <laughs> I'm not so happy about drafting this set." Yeah, because it's just hard have... to like build a good deck when you don't know what Mystic Archives your opponent ripped on. Yeah, that's true. Like one of the drafts I did do, I ripped a Dark Ritual. But I never saw it. And I played against somebody who drew theirs turn one and was able to turn one it. And I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> they Sedgemore Witched turn one. And I was like, this is retarded. I conceded. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I can return from that turn one. Yeah. That's too much. I mean, unless they didn't draw any more lands. You never know. I was like, that was, that was two cards. I was like, Three cards, they played turn one. Uh, they played mm -hmm. a land, they dark ritualed into a Sigebore Witch. They still have, like, four cards in their hand. I was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> I'm playing Tricolor, so this isn't gonna go anywhere. But, yeah. That is a really good card. I did play it in draft, and I thought that was so good in draft because they're like, "Oh, I killed your creature." Oh no, you got a three-two now. Ugh. Like if you do it to like a one-one, they're they're like kind of feel bads. It's like, uh, I just traded to an upgrade. Yep, <laughs> kind of funny. Well, since my second common is different from yours, at least we'll have variety there. Yeah. It's really funny, because I thought I was going to share on this one, not the last one. What do you have? Which is Introduction to Annihilation. Which is five colorless, sorcery lesson, exile target non-land permanent, its controller draws a card. See... <laughs> I think it has its place. I just think it's expensive and also your opponent gets to draw. Hey, Kayla. This isn't, like, I wouldn't say it's very, like, good in, like, I don't know, like, restrictive formats, like, standard and, like, modern and stuff, you know? Not restrictive, okay. though. Things like that. But think about this in Commander. Oh, I'm gonna inter because it's colorless. You can include it into any deck. Let me put this in a blue deck and let me have a hole breacher. You don't even get the draw card. I created treasure for exiling your thing. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like commander <laughs> definitely yeah, has like, its place more. Yeah, I feel like this is a pretty big like 
good removal card that you can pretty much throw into any deck if you wanted to, and it's at a common slot, so it's pretty easy to get your hands on. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. I don't know, if you're playing Nekasar, it's even good in there, because then they're drawing a card and taking damage. And that's, it just shuts down true. combos, too. You get your underworld dreams out, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's good. I know. I, I will, I'll make a reference because I keep referring to this because I want Painter Servant to be banned again. I don't know why you guys <laughs> thought that was okay to unban. I'm not happy about that card being allowed again. But it was like, do we ban Iona or do we ban Painter Servant? And I, this is another card reason of, this is why Iona should not be banned in Commander, and they should just ban Painter Servant again. Because I don't, like, Painter Servant, I don't think's a healthy card for the format. Mm, I don't know fair. how you feel about it. I've seen enough of it before it was banned and remembered all the all the things I hated about it. And it's like, yeah, sure, there's a lot more ways of dealing with artifacts nowadays, but there's also tons of creature removal for, like, Iona. And it's like, I don't know. I just don't... I don't like Painter Servant. It adds too much weirdness. It makes it, like... Well, I guess... I guess it's because it's a mill. It's always included in a mill combo of some sort, and I just I like mill decks. Don't get me wrong, but when it's a painter servant mill combo, it's I've seen it since when I was since I've been playing Commander years and years and years ago. I didn't want to have to possibly run across it again, and the fact that I can now, I just not entirely thrilled yeah i would rather see iona than a painter servant <laughs> mm. and the one of the big reasons why they banned iona was well it's it's a it not doesn't allow people to interact with it but like the reason they can't have painter servant and iona allowed in the same format because if those two are allowed in the same time well, you know, you, nobody's going to be able to play spells. Mm-hmm. So it's one or the other, and I get it. And I honestly prefer to have Iona back. But anyway, I was going on a tangent because I like Iona, and I wish they hadn't banned her. I like going up against it because then it, it institutes a challenge of, oh, you knocked out one of my colors in my, my dual-color deck. Now I have to figure out this puzzle to take it out. And I love those kind of challenges. It's yeah. not, oh, I play <laughs> I play one card and mill you out. Oh, okay, sure. See, Iona just prevents me from playing cards. <laughs> I don't, at least I still have a deck to play with to try to do that with. But yeah, now we're on to our fun cards of two cards that are standing out for us. So, um... What rarities did you go with? Um, both of mine are just rare. Okay. I have one mythic and one rare. Ooh. Pretty sure you know the mythic I'm going to mention. 
Uh, I don't, but I'm gonna take a guess that it's a dragon. It is a dragon. Okay. <laughs> it's a dragon. I've I saw it and I was like, I love this card. <laughs> Which dragon? Which is Belladros Witherbloom. Five okay. colors, black and green. It's kind of what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she is a legendary creature, Elder Dragon, flying four four. At the beginning of each of your up, uh, at the beginning of each upkeep, not yours. Sorry, at the beginning of each upkeep, trade a one one green and black pest creature token with. When this creature dies, you gain one life. And then has pay 10 life, untap all lands you control, activate this only once each turn. Ever since I saw her, I was like, this card is amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I do wish paying 7 mana, though, its abilities are very strong, but I just wish it was Maybe a 5-5. Five, five. Five. Yeah. You know, you're playing standard. You got that uh, Dream Devourer and Kaldheim, that rare. You foretell this, it's a 5 cost now. Uh, oh no, I mean, I wish it was a 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> oh, but, the yeah, stats that's... being 5-5. Five, five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do wish it's it was a little bit more bulky, but at the same time, it's creating a lot of little bodies, which is pretty nice. Mm -hmm. But I think they were trying to balance it because if they made it a 5-5 five, five with all these abilities, it would be really hard to kill. Yeah, that's fair. And then it would just be another coma problem. Ugh. <laughs> huh. That card puts me in a coma. <laughs> yeah, I play, I play this in my Abzan deck, and oof. Spicy. Paying 10 life is never an issue in that deck. Yeah, with your white So when green. I drop it in, I can just, like, pay 10 life on top of my land, so I basically cast it for free. God. And then I just play a bunch of other little things to go with it. Yeah, it's, it's a solid it. card. The cost I saw just her gets and I, I've been happy with her ever since. I just have not pulled one and I've, I'm on the search because I don't really want to pay $20. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I I think I'm only missing two of the Elder Dragons, so I'm missing her and uh, and Quadrix. Mm. So, what about you? What's your first um, other card showcase thing? Um, I had Wandering Archaic. Ooh. It is a five colorless creature. It's an avatar. It's a four four. Um, whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, they may pay two. If they don't, you may copy that spell. 
you may choose new targets for that copy. I love how this is like a storm hate card. It also has the flip side of pay three, colorless, sorcery. Each player looks at the top five cards of their library, reveals a land card and or an instant or sorcery card from among them, puts the cards they revealed this way into their hand and the rest on the bottom. Each player gains three life. That's an interesting oh. group hug card. Right? So you have options there. And also, can I just say the art? Um, major Eldrazi vibes going on there. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I love Wandering Archaic. Uh, it almost was something I mentioned, but I was like, I feel like Kayla's going to mention this one. <laughs> so I avoided it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that card is so funny. It's like, I'm going to counter your spell. Did you pay two? No, I'm going to counter <laughs> your spell. <laughs> and counter your counter spell. <laughs> Oops. It's like, it's like that card Hive Mind from Blue that says uh, whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery, um, each other player may copy it, but this one's just you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty hilarious, I think. It goes into those kind of decks that play like Hive Mind. But then again, I think you just include this in any deck and it's really solid because it's like, is there an EDH game that doesn't have a player doing that? Like casting an instant or sorcery? Every game has somebody doing that, so having this card mm -hmm. on board is something that people have to kill with their removal, but if they do so, they have to make sure their removal well, isn't going to kill something of their own, too. Yeah. So I think it's I think mana. it's a super solid card. What do you have as your next one? Uh, my next one, um, you know, you made a point about calling me out about Mardu picks. Uh oh. <laughs> so here's another Boros card because I mean oh Lorehold because Boros Lorehold. Oh my gosh, Lorehold was such a beautiful addition. <laughs> And everything they've done in this set in particular has made red white shine. And I'm not saying like shiny poo because, you know, that's just been like the equipment um, insert red white equipment deck here things. Mm -hmm. They've just included so many just solid cards. Um, and this one in particular caught my eye because it's very similar to a Sun Titan, which is Venerable War Singer. A colorless, a red, and a white. Spirit Cleric, 3 3, Vigilance and Trample. Whenever Vi Venerable War Singer deals combat damage to a player, you may return target creature card with the mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. X is the amount of damage Venerable War Singer dealt to that player. So it's a 3-3, so you can get a, a 3 cost or less creature from your graveyard to the battlefield without any boost effect. Yeah, and uh, Trample. 
Yeah, trample's huge. <laughs> It's like you're if they don't have a huge creature, your damage is going through because of the trample. Mm-hmm. So oh, and Kayla. Back. Did you hear the creature types on this card? Spirits and cleric? Yeah. Mardu clerics. Mm. Okay. It's gonna be strong. Someone's but... gonna build this in standard and it's going to be a blight, and I'm gonna love it. <laughs> Let's pair it with my last card, which goes great in Lore Hold, because uh, it is Lore Hold. I had Blade Historian, which is a four-cost hybrid of either red or white. It's a human cleric. 2-3. Attacking creatures you control have double strike. Give that to Trample. And, um, ow. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Now it's trampling in for six. Oh my gosh. Can Good God. So you can get two three threes because of the text of Venerable War Singer. It would not be six total damage it's dealt. Wait, you might have. Yeah, it would, it would proc each separate time, so you'd get two, three mana or less creatures. It would not be six, even though it's double striking, because each instance it hits the player is a different instance of the effect. Yeah. They don't stack. But it's still really nasty. I have been... I don't know, I've been sleeping on the lore hold, but the cards you've mentioned, I'm like, ah! I need to make a lore hold deck. <laughs> yeah. Mardu clerics. Ugh. And that guy I was talking telling you about that was playing a cleric travel deck actually included two of those instructors into his white and black cleric deck. That's hilarious. For win <laughs> condition. I was like, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The win condition of his deck is a red and white card. Oof. <laughs> and it's the only red and white card in the entire deck. Because it's hybrid, he can just pay triple white for it. But he has a way to cheat it out when when um when he plays. Um the person I'm mentioning is um MTG Arena Original Decks. This guy posts a video daily. About decks he plays. <laughs> um, he's he's um, pretty funny. I love watching him. He rages sometimes, and that's that makes me chuckle. <laughs> sometimes yeah. when his opponent plays like a removal for one of his combo pieces, you can sometimes hear him just like slam his fist on the table and rattles the bottles <laughs> there. <laughs> it's so funny. I am a fellow rage player, not gonna lie. So. <laughs> I, I love him he he's always talking about how people are always like commenting in his comment section about some of the things he does and it's it's great <laughs> and he sometimes shows me sleeper cards so I include like one of those cards into one of my decks and I try and play around it because I'm like oh that's kind of a neat card I'm going to try this but not yeah. do his deck build because I like being original myself too. I don't like 
I don't like net decking. I refuse. You can't force me. I got into <laughs> Mythic without net decking. I can do it again. It's a struggle. It is hard, but you can do it. I played, um, for those of you who want to know, I played an Esper, uh, an Esper control deck where I was playing Ayla, the uh, fairy warlock. Oh, yeah. That was the deck I climbed into Mythic with, and I played a bunch of just artifacts and enchantments. Of course, I was playing Dance of the Maws, as was like the pretty big win con of the deck. It had just enough of enchantment removal, artifact and enchantment removal that I could deal with early game that I could just push into late game into the Dance win con. It was my Ayla dance, dance of Death, as I kind of called it. <laughs> I had to retire it because Zendikar ruined everything, so. <laughs> That's fair. So. But, yeah. Huh? I think, I think we had a good mix of cards in there. Um, we sure did. Um, I did notice that we didn't mention a lot of, like, green and blue you mentioned the body there. research, but like we didn't really hit a lot of those green blue cards very much. I think this set was not the strongest for green blue, and that's fine. I still liked it. It's still good. Don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of good cards in there, but like it was finally time to showcase some other colors. Yeah, it's very true. And I'm appreciating that, and I think moving forward, I would love to see more sets, especially like Lorehold, that just made red-white just look hasty. It looks like fun, mm. and it's got great cards. For Commander, for all formats, like, I think red-white in most formats is pretty decent, except like maybe in Commander, where it's just like, oh, it's an equipment deck, oh wait, it's an instant sorcery deck. But now, it's with the new Commander deck, the Lorehold Legacies. Now it's an artifact deck that doesn't require it to be an equipment deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or artifact creature deck with um, the secondary commander. There's yeah. just... It's opening up a lot of avenues for red-white that I like, and I think they're getting to a point where red-white could see some other mechanics that's not just aggression. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Because I would love to just like we were jo we were joking about this um years ago. Um me and a friend uh Corey um and uh another guy. We were teasing him because all he did was play black green. He just loved Galgari so much, he loved graveyard <laughs> play. And we were telling him he he was wanting to play something else. He wanted to change it up. And we told him that he needed to play uh, red white control and only enchantments, though. At Which the time, um, it was Theros was legal, huh? Which friend were you telling this to? Um, it was somebody we don't really talk to anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he was a rager, so it was okay. <laughs> Um, I've I've never seen um, somebody in Commander chuck a deck as many times as he has. 
That's hilarious. Like he'd pick up his entire library and just chuck it across the room. I have a theory with this though. Um, Golgari player being a rager. Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just eco goths or bad ragers? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes I can get kind of angry at magic, depending on what I go up against. <laughs> Rage is just part of the game. Yeah, it is. Like, don't make it not fun. Like, don't don't ruin the game for yourself. Yeah, and don't but, be like, a there's sore there's loser. casual raging that you can do. That's that's healthy. That's like, yep. oh, I can't believe you played that card. How dare you? But it's not Absolutely. like I'm gonna throw my deck at you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> or flip a table. I might throw a card at you. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't thrown a card at me yet, and I've done some pretty bad things. <laughs> I almost throw cards at Jonathan all the time, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did have two. He had, he did copy and make tons of little mill crabs. Yep, he gave everyone crabs. Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> Yeah, oh, sorry. Speaking um, of Jonathan. Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I have to mention a card for Jonathan. It's a little shout out. Oh, what's out. that? Uh, Dragon's Approach. <laughs> oh, yeah. He loves that card. He says, please, everybody increase the value of that even more because <laughs> he doesn't want any of those. So please just uh, buy it up. Make it go to $10. That would make him very ecstatic about that. No, I'm I'm kidding. He He's unhappy that it marketplace went up in value. He was like, it's only because of Tiamat. Um, that card that got spoiled for a future set. That's a dragon. Spoiler. But we won't talk about any more about that because we will do like what we did with Strixhaven. We will pick 10 out of that set. And we will talk about that one. So we'll keep, we'll just mention the name, but we won't talk about anything else about it. But that's from the Dungeons and Dragons um, upcoming set that they're doing. And um, we'll probably have to talk about Modern Horizons 2 here soon and how modern breaking it's going to be. I think that's going to be a topic we'll have to talk about, Kayla, about. Um, we should uh, talk about uh, the the ten cards that could possibly break modern in Modern Horizons two because Modern Horizons one had so many oh. cards that broke modern that they had to ban they had to ban like what six cards before they banned Hogak and realized they should just banned Hogak in the first place and not banned anything else. Mm. <laughs> Hogak. Very fair. It's such a funny thing. That card blew up that format. And then, like, Urza ruined Tron for Tron players really bad. See? Modern Horizons ruining modern. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> and it's modern Horizons. Let's look to the sun. Oh, we stared into it too long. Quickly, ban it, ban it, ban it, ban it. <laughs> So, 
that's going to be something we'll talk about. Uh, we did not, unfortunately, last weekend. We were trying to get together to do the the Commander pre-cons and record that. Fortunately, um, some scheduling things happened. Um, it was Mother's Day and things like that. So, unfortunately, we couldn't do it that last weekend. So, plans kind of blew up in our face. Um, hopefully, we can get together soon to do that one. Um, and then we will hopefully have that aired, and then you can enjoy it. Yep. But as far as this episode is concerned, I think we are coming to a close. Any other card shout-outs you'd like to do before we leave? Um, yes. Uh, the full art Mila Crafty Companion. The cutest art I've ever seen in my life. That is all. <laughs> yeah. But Luca's Luca's a bad guy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, another card I'd like to mention, again going with Lorehold is awesome. Um, oh sorry, give me a second. It's um, I mentioned it, I believe, in our commander episode of Strixhaven Sauce, I believe is what we called that. Um, but I'd like to mention again because it's so good, which is Reconstruct History. Um, which is two oh, colors, yeah. a red and a white, return up to one target artifact card, one target enchantment card, one target instant card, and one target sorcery card, and up to one planeswalker card. And all those were up to once, and then exile this. Four mana, get potentially five things out of your graveyard. This is the kind of things we want to see in Lorehold or Boros. And this is this is one of those big red-white cards that we're shouting, thank you for giving us good things in this color. Because we need more love for red-white. Yeah, I don't know about that. We need more love for it, Kayla. Even you were like, "Ooh, I would have, I would have toy lo- to- yeah. toy around with this lore hold." <laughs> Only because you've seen so the strong, right? The lore has got a hold of you. Oh <laughs> snap! <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I'll leave you with that ear pain pun for you and um this has been chris (laughs) and this is kayla and this is made in edh signing off bye goodbye